Welcome back to Sports Scene on this prognostication Friday on the eve of uh, some high school football playoffs in the area. Tomorrow, of course, Gator football. But right now, we're going to talk baseball because uh, Bobby Pointer, of course, pitched for the Gators, uh, was part of a tremendous team in the Boston Red Sox that won the World Series. And I know for a couple of days, Bobby's world was spinning because of all the celebration. But we finally get him back here to talk about the season. Uh, Bobby, I imagine it was nuts for you uh, and your teammates to go through all of that and, you know, the parade and all that sort of thing. So uh, just if you can, if you had a little bit of time to digest all that, what was all that like? What was this season like for you? It was uh, the season as a whole was uh, awesome. Um, you know, we had a really good team, and, uh, you know, I feel just lucky to be part of it. But then as far as uh, winning and everything goes, I mean, it still feels surreal. I mean, everything, that you know, between the parade and, and getting back to Boston, and it was, uh, it's really, it's indescribable, and it was, uh, it's been incredible. You, of course, in college played on some really good teams. A lot is, is made about, you know, the, the new kind of manager today, you hear the buzz about managers relating to players. Tell me about Cora and how that how that works. Um, Cora's uh, one of the best at it. And, I mean, you know, for a first-year manager to see, you know, kind of what he did and, you know, he, uh, he had a relationship with every player. But, you know, at the same time, everybody knew that, you know, he was in charge and, you know, when you know he made his decisions everybody had his back and uh you know he always had our back so it's uh i can't say enough good things about core honestly you know it, it, you look at uh the the players on this team but i gotta ask it from a pitcher standpoint teams like the rays bobby you know started this trend of you know throwing relievers out there as starters and mixing and matching and i gotta tell you somebody of my age i never thought i'd ever see that what do you think of that you know, it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I see how it could be successful, especially because then your starter doesn't have to face the top of the lineup that third time through. Um, so I see a lot of value in that. Um, it's just different. And, you know, I, but the Rays obviously had a lot of success doing it this year. Um, analytics and, you know, all of that. But I want to ask this. From your time at Florida – to now, you know, being in the big leagues, Bobby, did anybody tinker with your mechanics very much? Did they tweak anything? Did w- was there anything done along those lines? <clears throat> um, mechanically, no. In pro ball, I really didn't make any major mechanical changes. Um, kind of, it was more pitch shaping and pitch development. Um, you know, as far as the action on changeup and slider, I would say most of my mechanical changes. You know, as far as like. Uh, mechanics on the mound specifically those changes were all made at florida and then you know i kind of got comfortable with my mechanics at florida and then you know once i got to pro ball it was more pitch shaping and pitch development um in the pros uh they're talking about you know trying to shorten do, do players know how long games are does that ever you, do you ever think man this is a long game or do you just go out there and play it well when you're sitting in the bullpen you definitely realize that you know, some games are, are longer than others um i can't speak for the position players that you know are running back and forth every inning but uh yeah i understand you know where it's coming from and uh you know we we, we notice it that's for sure um 
would, would if you were the commissioner or if you were uh, trying to legislate the game of baseball, would you change and not allow some of the shifts that happen now, you know, three guys on the side of second base, or would you let that go? Um, you know, I'm a pitcher, so I'm all for, you know, defense and getting outs, obviously. So I'm okay with the shifts. Um, you know, I anytime that we get extra outs because, you know, we, you know, our analytics or, you know, they did their homework ahead of time on a certain hitter, and, you know, we can pick up a couple valuable outs, I'm, I'm all for that. Uh, the Boston fans are talked about a lot as being knowledgeable. Um, you know, they can get on you a little bit, but in your experience there, Bobby, with, with, with their fans, how do, you, how do you look at them? You know, I think that they, they care. They care a lot about, you know, all four major sports teams up there, and, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed every minute, you know, this season up there and those fans, and, you know, it, it was awesome. It was awesome. I know you talked a little bit about the parade, but I do want to ask one more thing. I mean, you can, you know, think about how it might be, but when you were up there, did you think, man, this is awesome. This is, I mean, what were your thoughts going through your head when you were in that? As far as the parade? Yeah. Uh, it was, I mean, there was, I think it was a million people. I'm not sure exactly the number, but so many people, you know, everybody was, you know, so excited, you know, that we were able to, win the World Series and, you know, just the, just the overall excitement of both the players, everybody, you know, on the duck boats and the fans. Like, it was a truly a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Um, what do you do in the off season now, Bobby? I know, you know, when you play a long time, the, 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 the off season is shorter, but um, how much do you relax? How much do you start getting ready for next year? And when, when do you do that? I'm actually going to start my workouts again here on Monday, so I've taken wow. I got about two full weeks off, um, you know, to kind of let my body recover. But uh, I'll start working out again Monday, and then throwing program will probably start back up middle of December. Jeez, it just <laughs> it's a job, isn't it? <laughs> no more class though, because <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah, um, it's, it's well, Bobby, year round. <laughs> yeah, it is, Bobby. I appreciate you taking time. Finally, glad we got to finally hook up here and. Uh, Glad you got to go through that awesome experience and, and being part of that. So uh, Gainesville's proud of you. Gators are proud of you. And uh, hopefully if you come by here uh, during the season, uh, come by and see us. Thanks a lot. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, Bobby, thank you. Good dude. Bobby Pointer, uh, part of the Red Sox uh, championship run. Of course, uh, you know, Austin Maddox, part of that too, but he was on uh, he was on the DL uh, most of the year there as well. So, uh Awesome, awesome thing to go through that. Uh, Ron emails and says, think you're preaching to the choir about attendance at Gator games. Doubt folks that don't go to games bother to listen to sports scene because uh, now the Gators don't have any superstars, which would help with excitement. By the way, in my 48th year of not missing a home game, never been late for kickoff and never left early. Well, good for you, Ron. Um, gold star for that. Um and, and I, I, look, I don't want to get into the fan argument here because I just think it it's a no-win thing. But I mentioned this in an email to someone. And, look, no one is going to chastise a fan if you if you bought your tickets and you don't go. You, you bought the ticket. You've invested. You've helped the school. You've helped the program. 
okay? But if you are a fan that only goes when the team wins or does well, that part I kind of have an issue with. But to each their own. A little later on today, you're going to hear former NBA player Travis Mays, now the women's coach at SMU in hoops. A little tribute to an old friend, Jim Haley, longtime high school basketball coach at Vanguard High School. Played for him, and you're going to hear um, a lot more than basketball from Travis Mays concerning Jim Haley. And then uh, if we get time today, an interview we did with Will Muschamp on Tuesday, we'll replay it. Of course, it's Prognostication Friday. You can call us, 3928255. You can email S. Russell at WRUF.com. Mark says, got to push back a bit against the crowd attendance debate. If you think back to the dynasty runs of USC and Miami, those teams played the majority of the time in front of half-full stadiums. In fact, the only time the Orange Bowl ever sold out during UM's dynasty was when they played FSU in the Coliseum when USC played Notre Dame. Your thoughts? It also has Carolina 30, Florida 20. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with the premise, Mark, but I would say, you know, it, at least those fans didn't go. Okay, you didn't go. That's that's your prerogative not to. And and honestly, it's a bit pointless because you're going to go if you want to. You're going to go if you don't. And a lot of there were some people who criticized Dan Mullen for kind of saying, "Hey, fans, we need you," but it does affect recruits. It you know if if look. I'm not saying a recruit is going to make his decision solely based on is the place crowded or not, is it loud or not. Of course not. But can it be swayed? Can that recruit go, wow, what an atmosphere here. This is re-. Yes, no doubt. 1247, time check brought to you by Hayes Prestige Jewelry, where the answer is always yes. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 